Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Venture Property Podcast, and thank you very much for listening. My name is Ryan Carruthers, and I am your host. Today, we are sponsored, as always, by Land Insight, which is the ultimate tool for people to find all the deals in which they need. It's something that I use on an almost daily basis. I use it to find land. I work through comps. I measure plots of land. I measure loads of different bits and bobs, and I also look for similar properties, heights, etc., etc. It really does form most of my due diligence. So definitely check that out. And if you want an extended trial, drop me an email, ryan at venturepropertylincoln.co.uk and I'll sort that out for you. Now, if you are not subscribed to this podcast, why not? All we talk about on this podcast is we talk to deal makers, people who do deals. We talk about how they found found it, what they how they knew what to do with it, all those kinds of things. We get into the nitty gritty and then we talk to investors as well about why they invested in that. So if you're interested in that or you've even just got one nugget from this podcast, please, please, please do share it. Today, I have a really, really nice lady. We've just been chatting before, never actually spoken to this lady, but I feel like I know her. And she's done something really amazing with her her property career. She was able to take 12 months off. So 12 months off to go traveling around the world and really enjoy this amazing life that she has created. And that lady is called Bronwyn Verncombe. I hope I pronounced that right. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm great. Thanks, Ryan. Yes, Bronwyn Verncombe. Very easy to say, really. It just looks weird on the page. <laughs> yeah, and I li- all, all the way through that, I was just thinking, make sure you say the name right, make sure the name you say the name right. So well for, <laughs> for the people who don't know you, why don't you just give them a really brief synopsis of who you are and how it came to be that you were involved in property? Sure, yes, thank you. I'm down in sunny Hampshire. I invest in Southampton, Portsmouth, Winchester. And um, in the past, I've been working in banking, Lloyds Bank, for 21 years. I did do a short spell in the NHS between that and realising that there is another way. Um, and property found me really. Um, I thought I've got, to, I've got to get a better rate of investment on my savings. Um, I had lots of shares in Lloyd's Bank that weren't worth very much, sold them all and thought I've got enough with my savings to put a deposit on a property. So did just that, bought a flat in Winchester and um, the agent said, oh, you can get 6% yield on this. It's amazing. Um, and we thought, well, uh, my husband and I both said, well, we, we need to get an education. Let's start learning. Um, and we bought a book called Property Magics by Simon Zucci. We did Simon's um, Property Mastermind program, which is the PIN network. Um, and that was when we were both working full time. And that was five years ago. Um, so after a couple of years, we've both given up our corporate jobs, full-time in property, started with sort of HMOs in Southampton, moved to Portsmouth in terms of HMOs, replaced our incomes, um, did some more interesting things. I'm going to talk about one of those deals in a minute. Um, and then we find ourselves doing guest houses, bed and breakfasts, working with local authority um, tenants. And um, we're working on a couple of developments at the moment. So, yes, growing a lot in, in a short space of time. And I haven't even touched on our year out yet. <laughs> I know. It's, um, it is amazing. We were talking before, and I really love talking to people, especially pe- people like you who have got so much energy and passion for this and are doing it for the, for the right reasons. I think we should, before we talk about the deal, I think we should just touch on that, that year out as well, because it was such a 
amazing experience. I can, I, I, well, I'm going to let you take over. Well, the key for us when we when we started in property was to make sure that we didn't create another job so that when we gave up our corporate jobs, we didn't then have to look after the properties or the tenants. So we always um, talked about a passive income. So who would manage our properties so that we could do other things? And that that's worked pretty well. And um, yes, it means we don't make as much profit. But the key for us was how do we follow our dreams? You know, in our 50s, we want to be able to do all that stuff on our bucket list, um, have adventures while we're fit and able, um, inspire our children and inspire other people and, and volunteer. So, so John's passion was sailing and he hadn't been able to do much because you, you need time and money. Um, and one of the agents that manages our properties in Portsmouth, his girlfriend had just done one of the legs on the clip around the world yacht race. And John's eyes lit up. They, they got together and she told him all about it. And he, you know, within that year signed up. And now rather than just do one or two legs, I said to him, why didn't you do all of it? Which is really unusual. Not many people do the whole thing because it takes 11 months. And so we thought, and it costs a lot of money. It costs 50000 And I said, you know, never look back and regret something that you might have done. Mm. So he signed up. We, we raised the money during that year through property. Um, I set up a coaching training business as well, just so that when he's going around the world, I can run my own separate business. And I ended up going from port to port with him. So I flew, he, he sailed, and <laughs> I had the best fun. Um, and I volunteered in different places. I worked in Namibia, I worked in New Zealand, and I coached people all, you know, wherever I was in the world, I was coaching and inspiring people to learn about property. So yes, um, I do present on that, um, that adventure. And we're going to write a book, so watch this space. I would definitely when that book is out send me a link I'll be buying one of those and I'm going to read that because <laughs> I think that'll be really interesting yeah sure so you you are here because you have a pretty cool deal that you're going to talk about so why don't you tell the listeners how what the deal was and how you found this deal then Yes. So we started out, as I said, with HMOs. We, we spent, or I particularly spent a lot of time talking to agents um, about finding opportunities, finding motivated sellers. It's a really, really important thing. It's how, it's how we got great deals. So this agent that I had bought a couple of properties through him and I would always pop in and past the time of day and just say, so what's happening? What's coming? What's coming forward? And they, they called me and they said to me, Roman, we need your help. We've got this property. It's really unusual. We don't know how to value it. <laughs> so it was perfect. So we, I went to see it thinking, oh, I'm not really sure what it's going to be. But in the end, it, you know, what it was was a very, very large property that had started to be split into flats at one end. And the rest of the house was a four-bed house with a massive garden in the middle of Southampton and they said to us look you know the owner he doesn't live there he rents the four-bed house and the other two flats were you know they're not finished and they they started in 1960 so they just weren't livable wow um so it's like wow you know this is like a you know all the shiny pennies um going off in my head but this is a really good one to talk about because a yes the agent brought it to us b they said, well, the owner wants 500000 for it. 
Um, and we thought, well, it's not mortgageable. The, the mm. person that rented the four bed bit of it, she was a hoarder. Um, and you couldn't actually move through the rooms um, very easily. Um, <laughs> and the garden was massive, so nearly an acre garden wow in a highly residential area so so yeah um he wanted half a million we negotiated um and ended up buying it for 350 so that was good that that was a good deal for the owner don't get me wrong you know it it really wasn't saleable wasn't easily saleable but we managed to get in early because the agent brought it to us so I think other developers would have, you know, wanted to offer on it, but we built the trust with um, the agent, the owner, and and we actually produced a great deal for him, um, and he got cash, so he was very happy with that. Mm. I so always what think happened that as well. Yeah. Just just jumping in quickly, I always think yeah. that agents can can bring you some seriously good deals when you've got good relationships with them. I think they're well worth the waiting gold. I've got, gold. I've got a couple of agents here in Lincoln that I work very closely with. And the deals, some of the deals that they bring you are just Mm -hmm. amazing, aren't they? Oh, yes. And, you know, you end up, they end up working with you. Yeah. um, Or even sometimes for you. Um, But it's always with the owner in mind. So, you know, we don't, we don't, um, we don't want to shaft people. We don't want to make, to make, you know, to, to make it difficult. But for this owner, he, he and his brother wanted to take the money out. They, yeah. The family had owned it and they'd, they'd lived there themselves. So in getting to know them about what it was that they wanted and needed um, was really important to us. Um, and they wanted to certainty. They wanted to sell quickly. They didn't want to do a joint venture because they could have got more money. And we, we put number of options on the table for them um so you know yes you can work really well with agents especially when you treat owners well as well you know Mm. this isn't this isn't a game to just get you know get a a cheap deal this is a game where you work together it's a long-term game isn't it property yeah sometimes you see people coming in to your area and they're just all about burning people and you just think you're not gonna survive in this market for very long when the market changes Mm. you you treat people and just talking to you now i can already i I can get that sense that you you are going to do right by people and and Mm. You are the kind of person that does well in property longer because of that, because people, you look after people, people remember that. Yeah, very important. And it's your reputation, but it's also your values. Yeah. Um, And I coach people and I always say to people, you know, you stay true to your values and you'll enjoy what you do. Yeah. Uh, If you try and emulate someone else uh, or learn with someone else that you actually don't think is the way you want to work, then it's never going to work. anyway this deal this deal is great so i'm you know those listening who who are in property i can hear i can see the shiny pennies going oh i could do this i could do that um so there's there's a large get garden with potential planning opportunity the property itself it's got two flats on one end uh one above the other so and then when you look at the property and you can see it on my website i'll I'll send a link later. You know, you, you can see, oh gosh, you know, it, it lends itself to being split into flats. Um, that's, that was a great way of, of, um, of creating value. And what we did was to, before we bought it, we actually, <clears throat> we actually persuaded the owner to sell us six leases and a freehold 
Um, <clears throat> that's probably a bit complex for some people, but um, it just made buying it much easier um, if we could do the paperwork first and do the hard bit, the legals first. Yeah. Um, so we did that. Um, we worked with a joint venture company who we'd met through through PIN meeting, who <clears throat> who did this day in, day out, um, and we shared the profit, uh, some of the profit with them. I had no funds to buy this property. I had no money uh, of my own. So we bought it with investors, um, a number of investors, um, and three of them were, were had put cash into it, and two of them were pension funds. So yep. a SIP and a SAS. So that's something else I'm more than happy to share in the future is, is how, how to work with pensions. Um, so, yes, we funded this all with other people's money, um, and that included the refurb as well and all the fees. So in total, we bought it for 350 we refurbed it. Um, it actually cost us over 200000 just about 200000 to refurb, so more than we intended to spend. Uh, big lesson learnt, um, but we were sharing the risk and sharing the profit, so that was fine. Um, so in total, with all of the fees, um, it cost us five hundred and seventy to convert and do everything. And then we sold them. We kept one actually, but we sold the others on leases, on long leases, um, with total GDV of seven hundred and fifty. So it's not not massive. It's not the massive numbers that you see with other people's deals. But this is one I like to share because it was the first one of its kind for us. It was the big foray for us into something that was um, really um, a big conversion. Mm. Um, and we were able to learn from it, hugely learn from it, work with our investors, give our investors over 20% return on their money, which they were very happy with. Um, and for us, we kept, we kept the show flat, the two-bed flat, we kept the freehold, and we kept the garden. So we split the garden out. So we, with the freehold was the property and, and a small part, a third of the garden, we kept the rest of the garden ourselves. So you can see how you can give a, you know, a great return to people and still keep value in yourself for the future. Mm, I'm a big, big fan of that as well, where you, you look at a project and go, okay, what, can, what do we sell off here to, to get a good return? But yes. if we piece yes. off parts of it and sell those bits off, are we left with anything? Because if we can still give a good return to the investors and then can keep part of the mm. project like you have with this this flat mm. then that's yeah. great because that's a really really good return on their money it's a good profit and you've still got future potential with this um with yeah. this project yeah. one one thing that i am i am interested in is you, you you mentioned about the the refurb what did what went what happened during the refurb and what did you learn yeah, so it's a really old property, this one, um, built in the very early 1900s. Um, and, you know, it had a cellar. It's got a very big cellar. Um, and we wanted to move some of the walls. You know, we were trying to do it with minimal 
effort in terms yeah. of, of structural stuff. But, you know, so we, we would hit problems along the way and, you know, it would take longer. Um, so, so some of it was the structural side of it cost a little bit more than we planned and took a little bit longer. Um, one of the big things was the, um, utilities yeah splitting all the leases and having obviously having separate utilities to each each flat um the utilities to the road and getting electric was the big you know the electricity board was the big one to get them to do the connections um in a timely manner was very challenging (laughs) because there's no competition out there and so they would you know, they'd go, yes, we'll do it uh, in two months' time. And you sort of thought, oh, okay, we can just about live with that. And then they'd say, oh, no, it's going to take us another six weeks. Yeah. And, and you just, you've got no comeback. For so, absolutely no reason either. It's like they turn up no, and go, the wind no. is blowing northeasterly today <laughs> and it has yeah. to be blowing south for us to do the work. And you're like, come on. Yeah, it's awful. You know, I mean, I don't like utilities at the best of times, but um, it was it was very difficult. So we're doing a development now, and that's the first thing we're talking to them about yeah. is getting the utilities sorted very early. Um, yeah, first thing yeah. in anything, yeah. drainage utilities, get that sorted. Yeah. You will be halfway there with most of your problems. Yeah, that's right. Um, and thinking about, so the agent that brought this to us, we we let them do the sales. So we gave them yep. sole rights to selling the property. So they had a big win as well from this. Um, and that built the relationship even further. Um, and then we kept the garden and the freeholds. And so, you know, as things have gone on, we've done an option on the garden with a developer. Yeah. Um, and um, we've actually sold the freehold now for... For, for some cash that so that was great to put into another another development so so it's a it's a really nice one that was in our first year would you believe of learning we're just wow. doing it towards the end of our mastermind year um we finished it on the second year and i was still working <laughs> um john john had given up his job so it was a lot of plate spinning you know and making sure that we looked after that and a big responsibility when it's not your own money. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, that is, yeah. that is one thing that, that people really, really need to sort of get in their head that, you know, if you're using other people's money, that is not your money. And one, mm-hmm. I was talking to in the last podcast, actually, which is going to go out with speaking to Helen, Helen Chorley, who's an investor and mentioned mm-hmm. that, one of the things that I think about comes from my physio days and it's uh, one of my lecturers said to me, treat every patient as if it was your parent. How would you like them to be treated? And yeah. that's stayed with me in everything I've done. I've just changed the circumstance. So treat investors yeah. money like it's your parents money. Um, how yeah. would you like their money to be treated? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I completely agree. Com- completely agree. And, you know, I do mentor and coach people in this sort of thing. And, um, you know, it's, it's just really critical um, that, that you think about the investor. And in fact, there were some investors wanted to invest with me. And I said, I don't think it's the right deal for you. Yep. So you're not grabbing money because you need it. Um, you must have investors that you've spoken to in advance that you know this would, that their money would suit this type of, of deal. Yep. Um, because they, you know, they, they don't want to feel that their money's at risk. Plus, this was a joint venture. And for some people, that's too risky. 
Yeah. Um, so they could, you know, so our investors could have made no money. I mean, there, there were plan, there was a plan B and there was a plan C. So we always make sure that in, if something goes wrong, there, there is an option there to make sure we, we would get money back. Um, but at the end of the day, these people are, are completely trusting their money with you and you need to make sure that you've got um, contingency, um, but also that it's the right investment for them and that they're not worrying about it. Um, so, so three of our investors in this um, actually gave two of them access to the bank account. They paid the bills to the contractors. <laughs> they, they saw the money coming in and going out, um, which was brilliant because they were sort of part of the business. Um, oh man, I bet they absolutely yeah. loved that as well. To be yeah, to be do. fully involved and to to see that you know they were they were part of the project. Yes, and you know, again, you have to make sure that it's the right thing for the right person. And these people were retired, but they, you know, one of them was an accountant. <laughs> Bingo! Oh, great, wow! You know, and welcome on board. Um, I'm happy for you to invest with me, <laughs> and you can help as well. So, yeah. <laughs> so really really good yeah yes. what would you say was the biggest lesson that you learned then on this on this one um biggest lesson was um uh, communication with investors on a regular basis very important because if i if i you know i said each month i'll give you an update on what's going on and i'll take you around and i'll show you i'll show you what we're doing um and the great thing there was um, they saying to me, look, we haven't heard from you. You know, it's been five weeks. So I'm going, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, you know, I might have been busy doing, doing other things. But um, so c- regular commun- communication, um, making sure that your joint, joint venture partners are, um, are uh, knowledgeable and know what they're doing. Um, and they were, but they did overspend and we did overrun. Yeah. Um, and and that was a big lesson for both of us to just be be absolutely certain that if that happens, are you are you comfortable with it? So it it, it was it was uncomfortable, but we got through it. Yeah. Um, and the final thing really was about um, joint venture heads of terms. We signed heads of terms with all of our investors in this, but we didn't do great long legal documentation, costing thousands of pounds. Um, and we have, you know, a good template then to take into other deals. Um, and again, you know, I, I'm happy to share things like that or uh, talk to people about how I did that. But mm. paperwork is important um, from both sides. Um, this, yeah. this, is, this has been an absolute incredible deal. And it's been really nice to to hear how you've approached it. And it, We've, I speak to a lot of successful people, yourself included, and one of the key things that comes through, not just the, the biggest lessons, but how they actually found the deals is communication. Um, communication mm-hmm. with investors, communications with agents, communications with people. And I, I genuinely believe when you realize that business is all about people, it will change the game for you um, mm-hmm. and how you harness yeah. those relationships it's really nice to to see that in in this deal and in everything that that you are doing and have done as well yes i mean it's myself it's my husband we both really got to to know and understand our strengths and our skills so it, it is very much um my forte in terms of building relationships and negotiating um john is much better at 
the deal analysis side of it and really nailing down those numbers um, and um, and really getting into the legal documentation and understanding that. And we work well, you know, from that point of view. Um, and that's a big lesson too, <laughs> you know, when you when you're married to each other, it's quite hard when you're working with each other as well. So um, again, that's for another another time, but. Um, it does have its challenges um, and its rewards. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you have been an absolute delight to speak to. Thank you very much for coming on. If people want to get, they want to learn more about you, they want to get in touch with you, where is the best place for them to do that? Yes, well, um, I love talking to people and inspiring other people. So if you're, you know, at whatever stage you're at, more than happy to have a, a, a conversation. Uh, best ways to um, contact me through uh, Facebook. Um, you can email me um, and you can send me information on my mobile, LinkedIn. My goodness, you know, so all the social media, it's very easy to find me. My website is probably the best place to start because you can actually get lots of top tips on there and have a look at some of my deals. And that website is propertyinvestingfoundation.com. So that's property investing with an ING foundation.com. So um, have a look on there. There's lots of top tips. Um, you can book a 30 minute chat with me um, to talk through what you're doing. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's the place to find me fantastic and thank you very much for coming on you've been an absolute pleasure that's that's a pleasure ryan nice to talk to you and good luck with everything you're doing too thank you